0: to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we take a look at the ever-growing list of things going wrong in the world, and we say, hey, we could probably do a podcast about that. I am Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again by my longtime friend, sometimes co-host, Deanna Mackey. What's up, Deanna?
1: Nothing. Another bad week. Actually, (laughs) you know what? It wasn't that bad. Like, uh, People gave me money for nothing this week and that was cool.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of tips for my dog walking clients this week. And I was like, oh, I I already do this for money, but I'll take it. Sick, dude.
1: Yeah. That's how I felt about my salon clients. Like they were just slipping me a little something extra. Hell yeah. Got that Christmas money from my very much alive parents. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we are starting off with dead parent content once again. Tell me about your very much alive mom, Deanna. You know what? No, fuck that. Let's bring in our guest. Uh, folks, we, we are once again joined by somebody that I slid into their DMs on Twitter. She is a part-time stripper and a full-time e-girl. Please welcome Marla Cruz. What's up, Marla?
2: What's up, you guys? I had a pretty chill week, honestly. The holidays and everything. I think people anticipate that uh, people like myself have like very antagonistic relationships with their families. And while that's sometimes true, uh, I also live in a family of denial where anything bad happens. We talk about it exactly once and then pretend (laughs) it doesn't exist. So like everything bad that's happened like this year that could possibly cause conflict, we just ignore it. So it's nice. I had a nice holiday with my family.
0: That's good. I was, I was very stressed out. I bought a prime rib roast that was like, I was like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm bad at getting presents for people, for my family. So like, I'm just going to get this like real expensive piece of meat. And that's what I'm going to bring to Christmas. So this that's is my- what I
2: call my boyfriend.
0: <laughs> I'm a low grade piece of meat. If anybody's interested. Uh, so-
1: You're like at McDonald's when they <laughs> were like buying that meat from a company called 100% beef. <laughs> So that they could write 100% beef on their ads, but it was not 100% beef.
0: Well, it technically was 100% beef. Uh... Anyways, Marla, on the
1: scale of dead to alive, where are your parents?
2: Both of my parents, I mean, they're at a
1: 10. You know, they're both alive. They're both alive and and kicking. kicking. They're even still married. Yeah, mine too.
0: Wow, dude. It's nice.
1: My parents actually, I'm a little disappointed in them. They let one of our time honored holiday traditions <laughs> fall by the way. Actually, two. <laughs> oh, Number no. one.
0: You didn't sing. We happy birthday did not to Jesus.
1: sing happy birthday <laughs> to the baby Jesus this year. I don't know. We fell off. We couldn't get the we couldn't get the Christmas choir together for a, a happy B Day baby J. Um. But also like for literally my entire life, every year my parents would say they weren't getting each other gifts. And then my mom would get exactly nothing for my dad and my dad would have some (laughs) kind of like great gift for my mom. And every fucking year she would be like, so fucking surprised. She would be shocked. She'd be like, but we said we weren't doing (laughs) gifts. like." Okay, mom, this is the 17th year that I have personally observed this. And I was really excited to see that play out this year. But then, like, I don't know, they're almost 70 now. They're like, we're lucky to still be live parents and not dead parents. We're going to drop this whole gift act.
2: Especially in these times, right. uh, I love that. I love that for your mom. Honestly, I should yeah. start doing that to my boyfriend because oh, yeah. they don't expect anything now I got, more than ever.
1: Now more than ever. Oh yeah, I got my husband a pair of New Balances, and he got me a pair of Louboutins. So a mismatch. What? A mismatch <laughs> has occurred.
0: Well. Uh, I am uh going to die alone. Nobody got me anything. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, but
1: you got your family prime rib.
0: <laughs> I did. And I was, uh, yeah, I did. I started talking about that because I was really scared that I was going to fuck it up. Like a prime rib. I got a 10 pound prime rib. It was $240. Jesus. And I'm like, okay, I can't screw this up. I went and bought a brand new thermometer because like it's relatively simple. You just put it in the oven and don't overcook it. But it, like, I'm still like, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. So I put it in the oven. I did everything like according to plan. And then I went and checked on it after the uh, 12 minutes per pound time was up or whatever. And the thermometer was like, it's still cold in the middle. And I'm like, what? What? What, how does this happen? I follow the fucking, so I'm like freaking out. I'm like, is my oven broken? Like it's hot, but how hot is it? And then I'm like, I don't know. And then I, I put it back in for like another hour and, or another half hour. And the thermometer still said like, I don't know, dude. It's like a hundred or it's like 80 degrees inside. I'm like, that's not hot enough. What the fuck? But like I had to, my sister was like, are you on your way yet? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. So I I put it in the pan and I took it over and I was like, yeah, I got this rib roast. It might might not be cooked. I don't know. And she's like, I explained to her the situation and she let me use her thermometer and it was overcooked a little bit. It turns out my thermometer just didn't work. My oven was doing fine. No. Was it still good, though? It was it was barely overcooked. Like it was like five degrees hotter than it should have been which it, it like it didn't turn gray inside. It was still nice and pretty rare. So it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, but my sister also made a turkey and a ham. So now I have out of the 10 pound roast, I have probably about eight and a half pounds of prime rib roast left over.
2: That's, That's like so $170.
1: Blessed.
0: Yeah, I know. If anybody needs a deal on prime rib, I'll, I'll cut you in.
1: <laughs> Pre-cooked.
0: Pre-cooked. <laughs> you know, look, I took all the stress out of it Pre-overcooked
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> when you microwave it, that's it's really.
0: Look, I've just been all I've eaten today is like fifteen times. I went to the kitchen and just took a little nibble off of it.
1: Yeah, but we I'm know that's die. how you get your steps in. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is better than last week, and you're doing that with fucking lunch meat. At yeah. least this is the good shit. Nice.
0: I'm nice. doing great. Deanna, how was your Christmas though? You you got together with your family?
1: Yeah, it was good. It was uh, low key on christmas eve we ate some chinese food with my mom and dad oh and on christmas day we went to my sister's house i played a uh, nintendo switch with my nephew
0: oh and
1: i ate too many little like crostinis with pesto and vegan ricotta on them and Ooh. gave myself a stomach ache
0: that's the way to do it yeah yeah
1: <laughs> drank some like kind of Vodka punch my sister made, also had too much of that and gave myself a stomach ache. Otherwise, you you know, (laughs) good. Stomach ache aside, everything was good.
0: One time I got, I was like drinking out, I was doing a bar crawl and I got this idea. I was like, I'm going to make a Long Island iced tea inside of my stomach. So I was like, okay, I started with a gin drink. Then I got like a whiskey drink. Then I got a rum drink. And then I realized I didn't know what else was in a Long Island iced tea. So I just started uh, ordering just different liquors. I was like, I don't know, tequila maybe. So, you know, I, I made myself sick too. We've all done it.
1: I feel like that's so chaotic. Why wouldn't you just, if you had just (laughs) ordered a Long Island iced tea and drank it, the Long Island iced tea would have been made, it would have been in your stomach. Like, why did you want to make it after it was in there?
0: I don't know. I'm a man that likes a project, okay? Were you already drunk when you made that decision? Absolutely.
1: Oh, okay. That's (laughs) that's the only way this makes sense. Okay, that makes it make a lot more sense. I thought that it was like you went out for the night and you were like, tonight? (laughs) I am making Long Island iced tea on the inside. And then, like, just went for it. But if it came up when you were already drinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was uh, this was not a sober, Andrew, plan.
1: Yeah. So you didn't really make a Long Island iced tea. You made a Jersey Turnpike.
0: <laughs> I've never heard that term before, but I'm going to say enthusiastically, yes, precisely. Oh,
1: that's like a, like an old service industry joke. A Jersey Turnpike is when you pick up the, like rubber mat that you keep on the bar rail and just like (laughs) dump it all or like whatever like you know when before you put your cups in your like three basin sink you have like a little bucket you dump everything into um yeah that's the jersey turnpike but you that's what you made in your stomach you were like oh you know a little bit of this a (laughs) little bit of that
0: only the finest for my insides (laughs) i also bought a shrimp ring and i forgot to eat it yesterday so i'm gonna probably eat that in its entirety today Ew I'm a disgusting person But you know what? I'm glad to be here I'm glad Yins are here And you know who else I'm glad is here? Gravy? Gra- yes, my cat uh, <laughs> But no, Deanna, I'm glad that we have our patrons That's right The worst we get is a Patreon-supported podcast We have people that give us money every every month In fact, we had somebody sign up on Christmas That was That was a miracle that was a miracle. Um, it's the best present I got. Now, if you'd like to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash yet. You can become a member for as little as two fifty a month. Uh, but if you give $10 a month, you get a shout out. So we're going to go ahead and thank our sponsors. Uh, first of all, fr- long time friend, uh, no time co-host, Amanda Pucci. Merry Christmas. She's a Christmas card. Are you okay? I'm not doing well. I, you, I'm okay. You know how like blood alcohol content is measured in like 0. 0.02 or something. My blood beef content right now is over 1% guaranteed.
1: I, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm i actually, you've rendered me speechless with that, which is rare. And also <laughs> I am looking at Marla and I just, I, I, you're the regret that I see in your eyes is a feeling I'm familiar with. She's like, why am I here?
0: I, I should apologize to the guest co-host listeners and patrons for the amount of meat that I ate before trying to do a podcast, but you know what? I'm not gonna
1: also apologize to my mom. Cause you said you were going to ask about my very alive mom. And you said, then you said, fuck that. And you know, she listens and you know, she's sensitive and her feelings are going to be hurt.
0: Well, um, Deanna's very alive, Mom. I'm glad you're alive, and Merry Christmas. And I hope you're doing well. Um, your daughter's in good hands here. No, I'm not. no but uh, Marla's, ma- not mine. Oh
1: yeah, don't, <laughs> yes. she's fine. Don't you don't touch me.
0: And thank you to our <laughs> other patrons: G. Ryan Gaines, Chelsea Calderone, Josh Troopin, Tara, Patrick, leave me alone, and CIA Brain Bugs. That's how you do a Patreon's plug. <laughs> splug? Splug. Look, again, blood beef content off the charts. Like <laughs> just read the news. Let's go. You know what? We should re- we're not just here to talk about alcohol and beef. <laughs> Although, once again, it sounds like a pretty good podcast. Let's you know what? This uh, this may have been the worst week yet. Once again, this is definitely the worst <laughs> podcast opener yet. Off. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm falling off the rails. Let's talk about the news <laughs> this week. Oh, this is so exciting! Uh, we are seeing a movement build before our eyes. The movement I'm speaking of, of course, is the "Let's Go Brandon" movement, which gained a huge. Huge endorsement this week from Brandon himself. Joe Biden and Jill Biden were answering calls from the NORAD Santa tracker, which I don't understand what the fuck this even is or why it exists. But people call in and they're like, oh, where's Santa Claus? And the president's like, he's over Newfoundland, I guess. But one of these people that called in ended their call by saying, Merry Christmas, let's go, Brandon. And Joe Biden... (laughs) Joe Biden said, yeah, let's go, Brandon. I agree. (laughs) He doesn't even know. Biden
1: endorsed let's go, Brandon. Yes. Great. (laughs) Good. I'm glad he's finally admitting what a piece of shit he is. He's like, you know what? You're right. Fuck me. I'm doing a shitty fucking job. I am a bad fucking president, and I do not actually know where Santa Claus is. (laughs) Fuck Joe Bra- Biden.
0: <laughs> Fuck Joe Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Fuck Brandon Biden, Biden. Biden probably thought Brandon was like a quarterback for some sports team. Like he probably thought it was a sports thing and was like, yeah, let's go, Brandon. Listen you know, here, Jack. Score a point I, or I, I, hear,
0: I hear Brandon could do a push up with no hands.
2: Biden doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what Brandon means or what let's go. I don't even know what that means. And I'm online <laughs> as hell. I refuse to let that information sink into my brain.
0: Not knowing what let's go Brandon means is the healthier choice. You're doing thing. you're doing it right. You're doing it right. I am terminally online. It, if if being online can kill you at a certain point, I will be the first person to die from it.
2: Unless your co host kills you first.
0: Oh <laughs> that's not a very big if. Um. But that
1: wasn't even that wasn't even my menacing face. I just look like that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Um, so while we're on the subject though, you know, with science and Christmas and whatnot, uh, the war on Christmas, it really heated up this year as, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson went on a, I would, I would call it a tweeting rampage this year. Neil deGrasse Tyson is trying to martyr himself as the first victim of the war on Christmas, uh, Uh, on the anti Christmas side, he tweeted like 10 times, like all this stuff about like, uh, the, 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 the speed at which Santa Claus would have to travel to get from this, from this side of the country, to that side of the country in the course of a night would be enough centrifugal force to crush the human body. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson fucking sucks. I, I, I'm not a fan anymore. I, I used to like him whenever he was like, Oh, look at that planet, do that thing. But now he's coming in for Santa. Like I've, I'm ready to join the other side of the war on Christmas now. So as a child, uh, uh,
1: I found some Christmas gifts in my house that said like to Deanna from Santa. And because like parents at Christmas time are just a bunch of lion ass bitches. Um, I confronted my mom about it. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, it's, she was like, well, it is, it's hard for Santa to get around to everybody. So... You know, he just brought your (laughs) gifts early because he knew that you were good all year and you were gonna get them. And like, I knew that was a lie because I most certainly had not been good all year. (laughs) But then like, I was watching the History Channel and you know how the History Channel like doesn't show anything about history ever? Mm -hmm. There was, they had something on that was like, the physics of Christmas. And it, it basically... Do you think Neil deGrasse
0: Tyson was watching that? Maybe.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he made that. Maybe he was mad that he wasn't asked to make that and this is his his comeback for it. Either way, I returned once again to my mother with, <laughs> with the kind of facts that sound like they were part of Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, rampage. And I was like, yeah, Santa Claus isn't real and you're a liar. Um. So... I, <laughs> I I also am no longer a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I'm going to side with the tweets on this one.
0: Okay. I'm okay. I'm
1: standing with the tweets.
0: See, here's my thing is that um I just don't understand why like who is he tweeting for? Like are there does he think there's children that are on Twitter that are like <laughs> <laughs> that are like, "Oh, I need I need, you know what? I'm not sure about this Santa Claus thing. Let me check Uh, Let me check this adult's Twitter page. See what he has to say. I
1: think that he thinks that there are adults on Twitter who are like, huh, if Santa Claus was real, I wonder how that would even fucking work. But then, like, they don't have the algebra skills or the time or the patience to Mm -hmm. figure it out. And, like, because Neil deGrasse Tyson's job is basically just to do a bunch of fucking algebra and then talk about it, he did the algebra and then talked about it.
0: See, I, I, I'm a big fan of what uh, Donald Trump did. It was like two or three years ago where he was answering phone calls from kids calling in and he talked to a seven year old child and asked the question, are you still a believer in Santa Claus? Because, you know, it's seven. It's marginal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just be no. like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Just be more like Donald Trump.
1: Well, he did sexually assault someone, so they are—he is go. on the way.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, they—they they have that in common.
2: <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson—he's always been a pedantic nerd, so that's what he's tweeting for. Is he's tweeting for pedantic other pedantic nerds? nerds. Yeah, it
0: yeah. is amazing
2: how much goodwill he burned through in the past couple of years, though, especially with those uh, sexual assault allegations.
1: Yeah, you know, flew too close to the sun. <laughs>
0: Which is strange because you'd think he'd know precisely how close one could get to the sun.
1: Yeah, maybe you should have been thinking about how close you were to the sun instead of minding Santa Claus's business. Okay, I've yeah. switched. I've switched teams. Okay, the bisexual urge to switch teams has <laughs> has kicked in.
0: In other Christmas news, um, the Queen of England released a Christmas, uh, Christmas video. I
1: thought you were going to say a Christmas
0: album. <laughs> 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 no, the the queen um you know she released the videos telling everybody merry christmas and everything and uh here's the thing uh this is Marla. this podcast is a we're in the camp of the queen of england is super dead right now so i'm thinking that this was a pre-recorded message and now i'm starting to wonder how many years worth of them did they stack up before she croaked so no, I'm
2: I'm in camp. Queen's getting a BBL right now. <laughs> you know, she's alive. She's just she's getting thick. She's getting
1: Yassified. Yeah, she's gonna come out wearing those like Dementor costumes like Kim K. She'll be like, It's fashion, but she's just covering up her sur- her surgeries, her the recovery.
0: Qu- Queen Victoria breaks the internet. <laughs> Wait, is her name yes. Victoria? No,
1: it's absolutely it's, not. It's, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth.
0: Queen Elizabeth <laughs> breaks eat gravy. Take Ma- that out. You know what? That out.
1: Maybe this is why he's convinced that she is dead <laughs> is because Queen Victoria is in fact quite fucking dead. Can you prove that, though? Honestly? I mean, I don't have any Christmas videos about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I don't know. Merry Christmas to the queen. It's it, Christmas is over. Let's talk about horrifying other non-holiday news. Let's let's go for it. Um so this week a man strangled his neighbor's kangaroo to death after the kangaroo allegedly attacked the man's wife because they entered the neighbor's property. So these people were like, oh, uh, your kangaroo's out of its cage. And the neighbor was out of town. They were like, I don't know, like, go let him back in his cage. And they went onto the property. The kangaroo was like, get off my lawn. And the man choked the kangaroo to death. And this here's is the
2: most Australian thing I've ever heard.
0: Here's the These detail. People... Here's <laughs> yeah. the detail that may shock you. This happened in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> A Tennessee kangaroo owner came home from vacation to find his te- his kangaroo strangled by his neighbor and yeah, I don't know. There's no dead kids stories this week, but we got dead animals, listeners.
2: <laughs> you know what? Have you seen a kangaroo in person? I'm I'm on the they're not. I'm on cool. the kangaroo killer side.
0: Here's the thing: those, I, those things are beasts. I went to Australia and there was like a little petting zoo thing, it like a tourist trap, and they were like, "Come meet a kangaroo." And I went in there, and the kangaroos were all assholes. So the next day, I went to a restaurant that served kangaroo steaks. <laughs> I got my revenge real quick, but you know what? I wouldn't have heard it. I, like, I wouldn't have strangled the kangaroo.
1: Here's the thing. Like, was this guy a fucking cop? Like, he was like, mm. you looked at my wife wrong. Now you're going to die. Like, there was no, like, what no, did the he kangaroo actually would have shot do? it in the back seven times if you were yeah, a cop. true. But, like, He's... the fact that he went Officer right to murder, kangaroo
0: strangulation.
1: Like, the fact that he could disarm the kangaroo, like, Your wife couldn't have gotten away. Did she just stand there and watch you kill it? Was she like, yeah, babe, show that kangaroo. What I bet happened? they
2: fucked so hard after that. You know, they had the craziest sex. Maybe after they were she trying to
1: fuck the kangaroo. <laughs> oh, no. I think that they're, I suspect foul. There, play. Me, there needs to
0: be more to the story.
1: Yeah. I need some details because in Tennessee and the kangaroo was there. What was that kangaroo doing there? It had to have been brought there. Somebody was a sexual deviant here. I mean, besides Neil deGrasse Tyson and Donald Trump, <laughs> who were not on the scene of this incident. Uh, <laughs> But was well, somebody here had had their sights set on the kangaroo, <laughs> and and it all it all turned out badly.
0: Yeah, there's some kind of Australian love triangle element to the story that was not reported on.
1: Yeah, there's dirty details here that we don't know, possibly because <laughs> we don't research, and possibly because maybe this is all there is to the story.
0: Well, it's all they're letting us know. I looked into this one. I was like, I need all of the information. There wasn't much. But, uh, yeah, we know we know the important parts, but we don't know we don't know the underlying motivations, and frankly that in, that that just isn't an invitation for us to make up the rest of the story,
1: yeah, so fill in the blanks they went over there, they had been eyeing the kangaroo for a while. Mm-hmm. The wife was like. I want to fuck this kangaroo. The neighbors were out of town. The kangaroo was out of the cage. The kangaroo was out of the cage. I believe that. And they were like, now's our chance because the kangaroo's out and these people aren't home. (laughs) They went over there and she was like, you hold him. I'm going to fuck this kangaroo. And then it started going wrong and the kangaroo wasn't having it. And the man killed the kangaroo. And then he had to say that it was because the kangaroo attacked the woman.
0: Yeah. Uh, the but I'm not going to drink on his wife.
1: I'm not going to victim blame this kangaroo. The kangaroo did nothing.
2: <laughs> I will. I'll victim blame the kangaroo. <laughs> but fuck kangaroos. I'm sorry. I've, I've never seen one that has carried any goodwill or good favor with anybody. It was, it was his time. I can yeah.
0: say the
1: same thing about people from Tennessee. <laughs> sorry. There are no
0: good people in this story.
1: No, least of all us. <laughs> I think we're the worst people in this story. Not Marla. She's fine.
0: <laughs> You're doing great, Marla. Um, we're doing our best. So I have another story here with a detail that is, uh ch- changes a lot of the story at the end. So let's get into it. Uh, this week, a Prairie DuPont volunteer fire department in Illinois, um, they appointed a new acting chief of the fire department, a man named Jeremy Simmons, who in 1998 was convicted of arson after burning down multiple buildings. The chief of the fire department is a arsonist.
1: Okay, that actually <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Does
0: it? Yeah.
1: That yeah, motherfucker guess- is passionate about fire. He knows about fire. He knows the <laughs> ins and outs of fire. Do he what knows- you love and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's that like TikTok thing that's like, find something you have a natural affinity for. And then, yeah, (laughs) that was this motherfucker. He was like, I like I like fire. I'm gonna do fire stuff.
0: It's like uh, catch me if you can. Whenever the dude was doing all the counterfeit checks, the FBI brought him in to lead the counterfeit money or counterfeit check department or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, that also (laughs) like I was going to say that also happens in real life.
0: Hmm. Well, I think that story, that movie was based on a true story. Frank Abagnale, come on the pod. Yeah, so the entire fire department resigned immediately. <laughs> They're like what all the of them. F-? Uh, well, it's ten, like four people. Ten of the thirteen volunteer fire. Can fighters. you resign so from volunteering?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can definitely. get
1: banned from volunteering. Oh shit. Mm. Banned yeah. from volunteering. How many kangaroos do you have to kill to be banned from <laughs> volunteering?
0: I only know how many kangaroos you have to kill to be banned from Australia, and it's a lot. They are very lenient with that over there. Kangaroos are like deer in Australia, they're like a nuisance. People are always hitting them with their cars and stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're invasive. Yeah. This is an anti-kangaroo podcast, and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, this week, a journalist was kicked out of the big Turning Points USA uh, conference because he asked Kyle Rittenhouse why he supported Black Lives Matter. This like right wing journalist went up to Kyle Rittenhouse and was like, Kyle, Kyle, what, why do you support BLM? And they kicked that journalist out of the conference. This is a story with like, I'm against everybody involved.
2: As soon as you said journalist, I was like, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: If any of Nobody those people were kangaroos, I would have killed them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Wait, did uh, Kyle
2: answer the question?
0: No, no, no. He was rushed away. But it is... There were a lot of... <laughs> there's been a lot of... Rushed, um, rushed away, away like Mariah
2: Carey <laughs> getting asked an invasive question on the red carpet.
0: Literally, yes. Yeah, where
2: did they fucking rush him to?
1: What?
0: There's There's been a lot of photos coming out this week uh, or in the last few weeks of Kyle Rittenhouse where there's like the side-by-side picture of him crying, explaining on the stand what he did versus explaining it to... Fucking Steven Crowder where he's laughing and hamming it up and I don't know. I I'm just gonna say it. Kyle Rittenhouse, you're you're worth, you're lower than kangaroos.
1: Oh yeah, way lower.
0: Way lower. Like if I had Was- to choose between kangaroos and Kyles, all all Kyles, but this one especially. Um, I don't know. I I but the journalist is like, he's coming at it from the other side. Like the he's like some like, how could you do this? How could you portray everything and join and say you support Black Lives Matter? It's it's so shitty. I don't know.
1: And then the journal who fired the journalist?
0: And they just kicked him out of the conference. He's like an independent journalist. I don't know. He's probably just a guy with a podcast
1: something.
2: and a history of sexual assault. Yeah. Probably.
0: But yeah. not
1: an ice cream truck.
0: Not an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it in Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, interview with Steven Crowder where he said he liked thick women or something like that? Ugh. Was it was it that interview? I just remember seeing a screenshot of Kyle Rittenhouse being horny about thick women and thinking I'd rather kill myself than watch any more of this
0: listeners we've got an update on the build back better project that's right joe biden's signature piece of legislation is officially dead joe manchin came out on sunday and said he just cannot vote yes on this uh which for the first time ever is actually a prediction that the worst week yet got right uh, Mitch McConnell is now trying to get Joe Manchin to join the Republican Party, which is fun. Um, I don't think they're going to do it until after the midterms, though, because Joe Manchin wants to keep his committee seats. And after the midterms, the Senate will control or the Republicans will control the Senate. So um, I can't wait for Joe Manchin's why I left the left article.
2: Yeah, Joe Manchin's going to become post left.
0: Yeah. Joe Manchin, go on Red Scare. Yeah. <laughs> What else happened this week? Oh, don't make that face at me. You don't even know what Red Scare is.
1: I don't, but I didn't <laughs> like the sound of it. I didn't like the sound of it, honestly.
0: Yeah, You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was pretty sure.
0: Um, This week, the EPA, also known as the Environmental Protection Agency, finalized a rule that cars must get up to an average of 50 miles per gallon by 2026, less than five years away. Well, I guess exactly five years away. Um, Now, this was a rule that Barack Obama had first put through, and then Donald Trump pulled it back, and then Joe Biden, he's pushing it through again. Uh, But this is also a rule. I've, I've looked into this a little bit. The way that this rule works, that, like, cars have to have an average of 50 miles per gallon that means that a automaker's entire lineup of cars has to average at 50 miles a gallon so they just like they don't change how their trucks work they just make another kind of car that gets really good gas mileage and that's like that counts like that's why in like the mid uh in like the mid 2010s or 20 teens or whatever I don't know how you say that what? There was, like, a bunch of, like, really small cars that were made because, like, if Chevy has a car that gets 60 miles to the gallon because it's a tiny little piece of shit, they don't have to change their trucks because it averages out. So the EPA, protecting the environment. Perfect. I love
2: love that we get mileage regulations instead of, like, comprehensive public transit.
1: And that, like, the mileage regulations are just a giant fucking loophole. Mm -hmm. Like... The the whole thing is a loophole. But I will say, you know, we've been using this system at our house and it seems to work well because my husband drives a Toyota Tacoma that gets like two miles to the gallon. But he looks
2: extremely cool.
1: He actually, you know what? It's really fucking upsetting because I did not ever think that I was going to be like hauling my ass up into somebody's pickup truck but he does the truck is nice and he does look cool but like i drive a car <laughs> i drive a car that gets like you know 29 miles to the gallon so our average we're doing okay we're doing okay i mean not good enough for the epa but yeah, we have also been testing like, this system i don't
0: think any cars besides uh hybrids get 50 miles to the gallon like I don't know. It's a, it, I, This is like a nice sounding rule that is like both not really going to do anything and also not really achievable. A diplomatic boycott of sorts. There it is. There it is. It all comes back to, uh, <laughs> you know... Releasing a nice sounding press statement and then just carrying on, carrying on doing whatever the fuck you want. Um, I also conduct this, uh, use this standard in my personal life. The ice cream truck gets about four miles to the gallon, but my actual car is a tiny little Honda Fit, so that gets good mileage. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it balanced. You know? You know,
1: I like that. Through the years, like ten years ago, I was driving a Nissan and you were driving a Nissan, and now here we are, and I'm <laughs> driving a Honda and you're driving a Honda. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the same, we're on the same wavelength. I appreciate that.
0: This podcast brought to you by Japanese cars, I guess.
1: Honda, you owe us $10 a month. Yeah,
0: Honda, go to Patreon. Um, (laughs) So uh, this week, Justin Trudeau, he gave a press conference where he called for the world to stand together in a united front against China. He said, you know what, it's not enough for just Canada to stand up to China. We need to get everybody on the same page so that we can fight back whenever they're trying to undercut us. Um, This is just really funny because, like, it's so obvious that China is just kind of winning it, like, improving their own country. And the rest of the world is like, oh, we got to stand up to them. But, like... (laughs) The, the only way that, that the United States could effectively do anything against China is if we stopped buying like so many products from them, but it's like the one thing we won't do is like <laughs> stop paying them like it's it's just so weird that they're like we gotta have this this diplomatic boycott you know we gotta we gotta put out these press releases we gotta we gotta have tough talk. And it's like you're not gonna do anything I, I just don't understand the point of it. I don't know China. neither
1: do Marla and I. <laughs> We both just looked at each other like, well, that, it really do be like that sometimes. Um, uh, you know, I it's just one of those things like it was Russia, then it was the Middle East, now it's China and like later it's gonna be someone else and it's just this ongoing like it's a lifetime of cold wars mm-hmm. essentially like a- and for Justin Trudeau to say that wildly discounts both countries that china is allied with yeah and also it overestimates the amount that other people would be willing to get involved on china's behalf yeah or on canada's behalf rather sorry
2: (laughs) nobody wants to say who who gives a fuck about canada
1: yeah like nobody wants to get involved on anyone's behalf i think is the thing here so everyone's just going to keep tweeting about how everyone else is the bad guy and then like 26 more years is going to pass and it's not going to matter because the planet's just going to keep getting hotter
0: Um,
1: cars will be getting 100 (laughs) miles to the gallon though but only if you're driving four (laughs) of them at once with wildly different (laughs) MPGs
0: you know Venezuela used to be uh, Donald Trump tried to make Venezuela the newest uh, target of the Cold War which was always really funny but um, this week (laughs) Venezuela like put out some kind of state or like, I guess the president of Venezuela gave a speech where Maduro said, if the United States involved, it uh, tries to invade, we will kill America. We will fight back. And then, um, Breitbart put out a headline that says Venezuela threatens to kill American soldiers. If we invade, it's like, yeah, dude, that's if we invade them, I think they also, should try to kill, Like,
1: like <laughs> do you not understand how a war works? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> What?
0: yeah it's uh i don't know that that's just it's really funny to see people like have like to print something that's like do you not realize what you're saying like it drives me nuts dude no they
1: do realize what they're saying that's the thing is like it's not just stupid it's insidious there is intention behind that sort of thing and it's designed to evoke a specific response and like While it is funny to mock those people and mocking them is the really the only outlet we have for any of our feelings about it. At the end of the day, it's pretty fucking insidious and it's, it's intentional and writing it off as just like, how fucking dumb can you be is, is honestly giving them grace that they don't deserve and didn't ask for. Like, Fair. it's going exactly as planned. Like, Joe Joe Biden being like, yeah, I hope Brandon gets everything he <laughs> asked for <or> for Christmas. <laughs> like, that was an idiot. That's a fucking idiot. Fair. But, like, yeah. whatever cunt at Breitbart was like, we've been trying to, we've been menacing this country. And they finally said that they're going to fight back if we come after them whoever like twisted that to make it seem like they were menacing us. Mm -hmm. That was on fucking purpose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's like how for like the last couple months slash years, there's been all this like rhetoric about Russia amassing troops at the Ukraine border. And I don't know, Russia is allowed to put troops wherever the fuck they want inside their own country. Like that's nobody would be like, Oh, the United States has a military base near the border with Mexico. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't know. What the fuck?
1: Uh, the United States has border patrol and yeah. built a wall and internment camps. Like, the, yeah, the fuck.
0: Um, but so this week, uh, Vladimir Putin was given this long speech where he like mentioned that all these people are like trying to push this narrative that Russia's being the aggressor with Ukraine. And he's like, dude, like you, you've been saying this for years now. I think it's you that's the aggressor. And it, it it's, it's I don't. I don't disagree with Putin on this. Like, we are, like, it just seems like we've been printing the same story that Russia's going to invade Ukraine for five years now. They haven't done it. I think it's, I think we're trying to, like, goad them into the fight.
1: But also, is Russia kind of doing that little brother thing where, like, they put your finger as <laughs> as close as possible to your face and you're like, stop touching me. And they're like, I'm not touching you. Like, is that, because, like, that sounds like some fucking petty-ass shit that Putin would do.
0: Yeah. Putin, the little brother of the world.
1: What do you think, Marla? She hates it. <laughs> she hates it.
2: No, I just, I feel like this is how you know that like the heyday of American imperialism is over. Is that like we can't even have like a, like a coherent narrative around like who our global enemies are. So like the 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 worst that, the worst narrative that was ever built around Putin was about like meddling in elections. You know what I mean? Like everybody fucking flipped their shit over that. Like, the liberal media or whatever flip their shit over like the idea of like Putin meddling in our elections but like these days it's like what how do you how do you even goad people into caring about this shit you know that's why we have to make up aggression from venezuela because you know the era of american imperialism is over baby
0: yeah like the we, heyday
2: the heyday of american imperialism is over the we same peaked
0: we peaked the same politicians and pundits that were lo- melting down that Vladimir Putin interfered with American elections spent three years trying to say, no, 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 no. Juan Guaido is the president of Venezuela. You guys, seriously, seriously, like <laughs> the United States recognizes this guy who lost the election, but says he won, uh, as the president. So listen,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing. We have the the arson guy is the chief of the fire department. <laughs> and America, who are the number one election meddlers, they're like, we know an election meddler when we see one. Mm-hmm. We don't like that shit for the same reason y'all don't like it when we
0: do it. Yeah. He who smelt it, dealt it electorally. Edit that out, Gravy. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> So this is I believe the most horrifying story of the week. Uh, this is uh, just nightmare shit. Um, in California this week uh, police were uh, try they were trying to shoot an unarmed man that they were suspecting of a crime and uh, also they did shoot and kill him but they also uh, one of the stray bullets, it struck a fourteen year old girl who wasn't like dead kids this week. I lied. Um yeah, so the cops killed a fucking teenager that was like just
1: trying on jeans and American she Eagle, She was trying
0: on a dress for a fucking quinciera or something. Like and
1: you just mispronounced quinceanera so wait, violently <laughs> that I you just left <laughs> off like all the syllables in the middle. You were like Kissera.
0: It's a it's a Quincy Jones. Um
2: <laughs> you, you don't you don't have to look at me like i'll be offended like, it's not
1: like i had a quinceañera oh no i just was looking at you as like the only other person bearing witness to this the like, gravy is sleeping usually i look at gravy like that but she's she doesn't want to hear it today
0: I was like, did I mispronounce it that bad? And then I heard Marla say it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so the the police are fucking murderers. They, this child died, and like, the way it, once again, it's like this, the way that they fucking push this narrative, officer involved shooting, like, teen struck by bull- stray bullet. It's like, this the person they were trying to shoot did not have a gun. They killed two people that did not have guns, like, and What's going to fucking happen? It's like, oh, that's, you know, the cost. That's the cost of having police. Sometimes people are just going to die. Like, I, it's just it's sickening.
2: Yeah, agree. I, f- I feel like my despair about police brutality is like worse after the George Floyd riots last year, like last summer, because I feel like there was an opportunity where we could have actually done something about police brutality. And I feel like it kind of came and went. Yeah. and like that's that's not to downplay like all the work that like there are a couple of like um like anti-police brutality organizations like here in Dallas and in Texas that are doing some really great work so i don't want to like downplay all of the work that they've done for like years and years and years but like the personal despair over police killings it just makes me numb you know because there there literally is nothing for us to do about it and the momentum that was around The George Floyd riots just got funneled again, once again, into like Democratic elections. Yeah. And then after that, like all the energy dissipated.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate that so many people were paying attention that I think that that's what's giving me the despair is that like for a brief moment, so many people were paying attention and then they just like weren't and aren't. And everyone I know that has been doing social justice work around police brutality and has been for a long time, you know, like they're not, they're not fair weather fans of, of this sociopolitical movement. They're still there and they're still doing it. And I, I think the fact that there was this like wash of support, And then that just kind of, like, dried up into nothing is actually more disheartening than the fact that, like, than the fact that previously it was just kind of like, okay, a lot of people don't really know about this or don't understand or aren't familiar with the extent to which it's happening. And then people were very fucking familiar. Mm -hmm. And then they were just like, ah, but no, we don't give a shit again. Anyways, it's just, that's the despair for me. I'm with you in the despair.
0: Yeah, and then there's, like, there's some story this week that it was like uh a, a a Democratic congressperson who came out in favor of police reform was the victim of a carjacking and it's like so you do realize that the police existed when this carjacking happened <laughs> like this is like this the police but- the police being reformed would hasn't happened yet. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the also, police are getting
2: more money than they've ever gotten. Like their budgets are the biggest that they've ever been across. Like all of uh, major American cities. Mm-hmm. So and also,
1: like most police don't like, I feel like police aren't often intervening on a crime in progress. And, and when they do somebody fucking dies.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like
1: every time the police show up to a crime in progress, I feel like somebody fucking dies.
0: It, it's ugh.
1: And then when you call the police for a crime that already happened, they're like, well, we don't know. I mean, for property crimes, you only call the police for like
2: insurance purposes. Like you have to have a police report in order to get insurance to pay out for these things. So that's that's literally they're just another middleman in that kind of bureaucratic process. Like they don't especially with property crimes. Like what are they going to do? Show up an hour later and like scribble down a report and like that's it. Right. it's not like they could have showed up to stop the carjacking even if they were there at the Mm -hmm. right moment at the right second they couldn't have done anything to stop it except maybe accidentally kill the passenger the owner of the car
1: right yeah they're not I mean they're not superheroes they're not gonna they're not even anti-hero they're actually the fucking villains
0: yep there it is there it is they're
1: the shock troops
0: so um this was another kind of interesting story um I saw this week Apparently in 2020, the United States population growth slowed to a record low rate. Um, Only like our population only grew by a little over 300,000 people, which, you know, without the context, it doesn't sound like much uh, or it doesn't sound that bad. But this was the first year since 1937 that the population grew by less than a million. So, I mean... It's obvious why the population didn't grow, but like Yeah, pull
2: out game strong. <laughs> Fellows are up in their pullout game. Good for y'all. <laughs> High fives.
0: Uh actually I found that abstinence is the most sure way to <laughs> uh <laughs> that's I've been trying to like rebrand my incel fucking shit. I'm like, no 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 no. I'm a vol No, 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 I'm practicing abstinence. No no no. <laughs> no, you're ace. You're yeah, asexual. I was just that's about to say re-brand. you're
1: ace. Yeah, that's the rebrand.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I don't even think that you, like I don't think you could lie about not having an interest in sex.
0: Yeah, that's a great point.
1: <laughs> Just especially like, oh, so.
0: So your three thousand horny tweets this year—that was what a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
1: like the a couple times a week where you're like, yeah. So anyways, if anyone wants to send me nudes, lol, jk, jk, <laughs> but really, show oh, me your moves. That'd be crazy. That would be so wild. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not convincing anyone that you're ace.
0: Yeah, but yeah, first time since 1937 that less than a million people were added to the population, and it's less than half of that. So, you know, it's clearly a bad sign. Now, we all know the reason is, of course, the coronavirus, COVID-19, still going still going in 2021, about to be COVID-19 in 2022. Why are they not changing the number? That's what I want to know.
1: Hi, sorry. I have a, a an opinion.
0: Okay. What? <laughs> what is happening right now? Uh,
1: oh, man. Um, I can't even blame it on my beef to blood content. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I'm sorry. Um, Maybe my beef to blood content is too low. Yeah. Either way. I mean, you said that it's a bad sign that the population did, like, didn't grow. Mm-hmm. I mean- It doesn't bode well that so many people died that we're not showing as much of an increase in population as usual, but like, what are the numbers on, on the actual birth rate? And also the, the opinion is, uh, is it actually a bad thing if we're not just reproducing at a dizzying rate on a planet that is overcrowded and quickly depleting resources and reaching its carrying capacity for human life like
0: yes and no because like the problem isn't that there's not enough resources or anything like that like there's there's more than enough food to feed every person in the world there's more than enough like it, it's just resource management. Like that's, that's the thing that like when people say like, Oh, the planet's too crowded. It's literally not every human being that exists on earth could fit into a space smaller than like the state of Delaware or something. Like it's not overcrowded at all. It's just that the way what that do you mean resources could fit into
1: a space, the like, size of Delaware, like, when like it,
0: standing back to back, like it's, it's oh, not overcrowded. So we at could all.
1: fit into Delaware. If we were going to reenact World. like what?
0: No, like, yeah. like uh, I've I've read about like the the science behind like what our planet could su- could support. Like, we could easily uh, support over ten billion people if the resources were managed correctly. So it's, I mean, that's a that's a huge if. Like, that's obviously not going to happen. But it's not as simple as just saying like, oh, there's too many people. Like, that's that's not accurate
1: no i i don't think it's as simple as saying there's too many people right but in a world where the resources where the fact of the matter is that resources aren't going to be managed more effectively um i just maybe i just think maybe you know not inviting so many people into that hellscape against their against their will and without their consent
0: i see what you're saying um yeah i mean it's i'm not saying it's like a bad it's like a unambiguously bad thing uh that the population growth has slowed but like there are like problems that will happen whenever there's a lot more aging people than there are young people like i don't know like societies aren't set up to deal with that well uh that's why like certain countries encourage people to have children to like keep the population at a steady growth or but they do that by like being like oh hey if you have babies we'll give you money the United States is like yeah you're on your own but uh, we're fucked well anyways we weren't talking about COVID we can get back to that were we talking about COVID <laughs> yes <laughs> I thought we were talking about population decline well that's why the population decline is because of COVID
2: because the horniest people died. All the yeah. people that were fucking raw on and not on birth control, they all died. That's why we're having population
1: Everyone problems. whose pullout game was weak <laughs>
0: died. Well, I'm learning a lot more about myself today, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe I am ace. if the you, horniest people died. What
1: did you? I was going to say, <laughs> what did you just learn about yourself from that? I got really concerned.
0: Yeah. Well, I have that effect on lots of my friends. So uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, it's bad. It's it's real bad. The, the Omicron variant is just exploding. The director of the Natural, National Institutes of Health says we could see a million cases per day, which is concerning because, like, with the Omicron, fewer people are experiencing serious symptoms. But if we have, like, five times as many people per day getting infected... At a certain point, that fewer percentage is like still a larger gross. I don't know how math works that well. We should get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the pod.
1: I was just about to say that, but <laughs> I wouldn't actually want him here. Yeah, me neither. Um, it's also concerning to me because people not showing symptoms or not having as dramatic of symptoms, it's much easier for them to write it off as like, oh, this is just a seasonal bug. This is whatever. Mm-hmm. Not get a test, not confirm that it's COVID, go out into the world, be doing things, and just, like, spreading it and spreading it and spreading it. And that's that, to me, is the most just unnerving part, but that's been the fucking unnerving part all along.
0: Yeah, it's it's not looking like it's going to get any better. What is? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Good news, folks. This podcast will probably continue for quite a while. Uh, This week, France, the United Kingdom and Italy and a few other countries reported their highest single day case numbers. The United States would have probably. It's estimated that we did on Friday, but like a bunch of states just don't report during Christmas. They're like, yeah, you know what? We'll take the weekend off. Uh, So we started to see like a lot of things are getting canceled now. Like the NHL suspended a week of games and announced that no players will attend the winter Olympics after like, I think like 120 players tested positive for COVID in like four days or something.
1: COVID is the real cancel culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'd think Republicans would hate COVID more with all the things that are getting canceled because of it. There we go. We're an hour in. I just did a good one.
1: (laughs) Are you okay? Are you okay? No, definitely not. But, like, you led into the COVID segment by being like, yeah, so COVID, bad. It's pretty bad, bad. And then (laughs) you just (laughs) congratulated yourself (laughs) for making one good joke an hour into a podcast.
0: Actually, I led into the COVID (laughs) segment by saying COVID-19, it's almost 2022. Why is it still that number? Which I probably should have edited out. Uh, Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say
1: I wasn't going to bring that up again because I thought... (laughs) You might want to get rid of it, but oh, I guess.
0: No. Oh no, it's all in there, baby. It's all in there. <laughs> I constantly say, "Edit that out, Gravy." She doesn't even know how to use a computer. <laughs> She's a cat.
2: Yeah, I feel like the uh, all the the COVID, you know, security theater, the public health theater. That it's. I feel like it's completely out the window. I mean, Texas, like where I'm, where I'm at, and where I work. Like it's so it's so stereotypically bad. You know, I work in a really big club. And by big, I mean, like, it's out of a warehouse, two stories, at least 100 dancers working every weekend, every weekend night. Wow. And there will be, I kid you not, like 200 people in the building and maybe 7 to 12 of them are wearing masks. And, like, we... When I say we can't wear masks at work, I just mean like if I tried to do it, I wouldn't make any money and I would have to like fight people about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's no mask mandate. There's no vaccine mandate. The only time I ever had to show my vaccine card was when I traveled up the uh, the West Coast from California, Oregon, Seattle, Um, whenever I was going through there, it's the only time I've ever had to practice like any sort of like public health, COVID hygiene. Cause when, when you're here, like nobody cares, like my family doesn't care either. We all got together on Christmas Eve, like every other Latino family does for Christmas. And, you know, COVID hit my family really hard this past summer Two of them were hospitalized. One of them almost died. And when I say almost died, I mean, like they were this close to being put on a ventilator, like intubated. Um, no COVID precautions, though. Like I, I even like just suggested like maybe we should get you know tested before we all get together for Christmas Eve. And my mom was like, "Oh, well, I don't want that because what if that means that one of you couldn't come?" <laughs> 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 I was like, "Okay, well, you know, fuck me then. I guess
1: I guess we don't have to do anything." But that like, seemed
0: to be how a lot of people were treating it. I think that like I mean,
1: they really leaned into like when Trump said. Uh, the numbers were only as high as they were because we were doing so many tests. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you know n- not just Latino moms, Italian moms, <laughs> ethnic moms everywhere were doing fucking.
0: Yeah, keep going about all go on about all the types of moms. They're all alive.
1: You know who <laughs> you know who wasn't trying to force their children into potentially dangerous uh, holiday activities?
0: Dead moms.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Your mom. Your mom
0: did it best. Yeah, my mom. No risk of COVID. Yeah, none whatsoever. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This week, the NHL canceled a bunch of games, or like postponed them, or whatever. Uh, They also said that none of the hockey players will be allowed to join, to go to the Olympics. There's an Olympics happening in two months, folks. I can, I still, I I can't believe it. Every time I read it, I'm like, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) So this week, a, there were like, tons and tons of people getting sick in various, uh, sectors of the economy. One, one such sector is the airline industry. Uh, on Christmas Eve, there were 690 flights had to be canceled because so many people were out sick with COVID. And on Christmas day, 957 flights were canceled. Like they just literally didn't have like pilots and, and, uh, stewards, what are they? flight attendants Another thing that happened this week was a Carnival cruise ship was experiencing a COVID outbreak. Which stop going on <laughs> cruises, you fucking morons! Christ. I, 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 here's the thing. I don't think I could ever enjoy a cruise. Maybe when I'm like elderly,
1: Marla. As like... a cruise, what's your official? <laughs> what's your official stance?
2: <laughs> I have never been on a cruise. I have I and I never will. Like my family's favorite type of vacation is like a cruise, and I—I I mean, obviously for the name, but
0: mm-hmm. do you get a discounter? It's,
1: or? it's <laughs> oh. it sells. damn it. To <laughs> <laughs>
0: Almost made it the whole episode with that one.
1: It's my fault because I started it with the as a cruise. You know, that's yeah. their ideal vacation. Um. Can yeah yeah maybe
2: that's why they don't get out of the house much because they don't know how to have a good time they think a good time is a cruise Ugh, Ugh. that sounds awful that sounds unhygienic that sounds like i i don't ever want to be somewhere where i cannot leave immediately so being on a boat nightmare
1: also going like that's like going on vacation somewhere but then like you're not allowed to leave the hotel that's like going to the beach but like You can't go outside. You can only swim in the shitty hotel pool. Why?
0: Yeah, I had to spend... uh, I I took an overnight ferry once in like 2015. So I was on this boat for like 14 hours.
1: Not the same.
0: Well, it it is like the size and general shape of a cruise ship. There's like onboard bars and like (laughs) restaurants and stuff. (laughs) There isn't as much like activities to do. (laughs) But I'm not talking about like... I'm not talking about... (laughs) It's like, you know, there were cabins no, like there's it's like a cruise. It's literally like the size of water. a cruise ship, but just with no pool and like no activities. There's just like bars and so stuff. Not
2: a cruise.
0: Yeah, it's a worse cruise, but it only lasts for one night. My point is that the being worst trapped cruise on a yet. being trapped on a boat for 14 hours was more than too much. So like being on a cruise ship for a week or something fucking blows my mind.
1: I went on a cruise once. Um, When I was in high school, like when I graduated high school, one of our teachers was doing like a trip to Greece and I didn't want to have a graduation party because I didn't have any fucking friends. So I was like, just take this money that would have been uh, this graduation party and I'm gonna go on this trip instead. And part of it, like (laughs) it was a cruise around the Greek islands. Let me tell you what, it was all soda from a can not a soda gun in sight, ran out of regular Pepsi, not even Coca-Cola, but (laughs) ran out of red. I never want to be trapped on a fucking boat with cans of diet Pepsi. I don't care if I'm in the Greek Isles or not. Fuck that. (laughs)
0: Listeners, if you ever find yourself about to take a cruise, bring it back up two liter. Um (laughs) So yeah, stuff's getting canceled once again. Uh, New York City announces that they will have a scaled back New Year's Eve in Times Square. Now, Bill de Blasio, if you remember a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, I don't know, time isn't real. He was talking about how excited he was to celebrate New Year's Eve in Times Square. He said, you know, the people, they deserve this. We need to have something. to s- There's so much to celebrate with COVID being over. Well, COVID's not over anymore. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, they, they announced that only 15,000 people will be allowed in Times Square this year. Only. Only.
1: Only, just a few.
0: Yeah, now, I mean, to be fair, that the normal Times Square has like 58,000 people in it like for their normal new year. So it is significant. It's only a quarter of what they normally allow, but I would say it's still a lot, I think. <laughs> lot. It's
1: it's still too many, but it's it's just like everything. It's like the fucking EPA being like, you don't have to make your vehicles actually more efficient, just your entire range of vehicles. It's like, well, we're still going to have way too many fucking people. We're just going to have less way too many people.
0: Yeah.
2: Every COVID precaution has been like a shitty half measure that nobody's happy with and that makes everybody have a worse time.
0: And often don't actually even do anything. Like I went to I so I went to the first like live music performance that I've been to in two years, the uh two weeks ago. Uh actually Brett from Street Fight gave me the tickets. What's up, Brett? Uh he doesn't listen. But
1: <laughs> But you know what? Next time Marla calls in, she could tell him.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to. <laughs> But anyways, I went to this fucking concert and they were taking people's temperature at the door. I'm like, what are we doing this for? We know that this isn't a fucking factor. Like, why Why are we doing this? Oh, it's infuriating. Like, yeah, you're taking people's temperature at the door, but you're not making anybody wear masks inside. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, why, why are we bothering? But
1: they're not checking vaccine cards. Like, they're not requiring anything else. Exactly. That's what's frustrating to me is like, If we're just going to say, fuck it, and let the chips fall where they may, then just admit how truly shitty we are, but stop pretending like we're doing something, and then we're actually doing... like That, to me, is the most infuriating part, but that's the most infuriating part about so much of what we do.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we haven't gotten to the most infuriating part yet. Okay, so if you remember... Just a week ago, we were talking about how Jen Psaki, uh, Biden's fucking press secretary, was like being a real smarmy asshole about like, oh, should we just send free tests to every American? Real, real fucking piece of shit that lady. Uh, So this week, Joe Biden announced a plan to send 500 million rapid tests to every American household. Well, to send 500 million tests. Uh, At least one to every household, not 500 to every household. The point is, is that a week ago, Jen Psaki was like, oh, should we just do this? And then this week Biden was like, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And uh, (laughs) still not the most infuriating part, because uh, the most infuriating part is in October, Joe Biden was presented with a plan to ramp up production on rapid tests so that for the holidays, every American could have access to tests to to prevent a big run on them before the holidays. That was in October, and Joe Biden rejected that plan. So (laughs) two weeks ago, Jen Psaki was like, oh, should we just do this? Then this week, Joe Biden was like, we're going to do this. And oh, yeah, by the way, somebody told me I should do this two months ago, and I didn't listen. We live in hell.
1: Let's go, Brandon.
2: What's the testing situation for you guys over there? Because over here, like appointments are wide open. There, There are lines, but it's only because they're understaffed. You know, it's not that people are like driving out in droves to get tested. It has to do with staffing issues. So I don't know what it's like up north, but down here people are still, you know.
0: Well, I've been pretty much just staying in my house, so I haven't I haven't gotten tested. Like I was like, I'll get tested if I get uh, symptoms, but I haven't experienced any symptoms yet, so I have no idea.
1: There, I was going to say, unfortunately, I don't have a good, like, a good finger on the pulse of what it's like on a large scale because in the parking lot behind the salon that I work in, a like mobile testing van uses that parking lot as their setup space. So I've been able to get tested. Like it's it's supposed to be appointment required, but I've been able to get tested there every time I've needed a test. I have heard from other people that it's it's harder to get in for tests, but but I'm wondering if that has less to do with lack of availability of testing and more to do with like, now these appointments for tests get treated like any other kind of a, like employers aren't aren't doing the thing where they're like, "Oh, you had a covid ex- exposure? Well, take today off, get tested, find out." They're like, "Oh, you had a covid exposure? Well, it would be nice if you got a test on your own personal time." Yeah. So like, I think that, you know, if you can go get tested in the middle of the afternoon on a Thursday, you can get a test. But like, if you're a nine to fiver and you would need an, like a 7.45 a.m. test, I think those are the people who can't get in. So it's, it's maybe less to do with availability of tests and more to do with like, people are treating it like a dentist appointment where like, if it's just like, oh, it's not convenient? Like, okay, well, I'm just not going to schedule it for that day then.
0: Well, you know what they say. If you don't take the test and don't find out you're positive, you don't have to not go to work.
1: You don't have to not go to Christmas with your mom.
0: <laughs> if only I knew what that was like. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of people were bullying Joe Biden about, about this fucking press conference. So there's some... There's some, uh, there's some suggestion that maybe people posting about how fucked up Jen Psaki was was for saying, you know, sarcastically, should we just send out tests? There's some people saying that maybe that pressure worked, and another piece of evidence that maybe bullying the president could lead to positive results is this week Joe Biden announced that he is going to push, <laughs> he's going to push back the student loan repayments or the start of paying him back I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say he's going to kick the can down the road a little bit thanks to everybody's posts uh, Deanna just dropped her weed pen and spilled her water in, this, in a fluid motion so sorry I'm falling apart
1: <laughs> I think I'm the one falling apart you just like watched it happen <laughs> Dude, that was like a secondhand fall apart.
0: So, yeah, uh, student loan repayment has been deferred again. So it's not they're not going to you're not going to have to start paying your student loans till May. There's no uh, there's no moves being made to, like, figure out what we're going to do once they have to start getting repaid. Because like there's a lot of people that both with like the child tax credit ending and student loans restarting, they're going to have, like, this major hit to their monthly finances. And there's no real plan on, like, how to mitigate that. But you know what? Maybe if we can postpone it a little bit, something will happen. <laughs> like a comet? Ooh.
1: Like a like a mass extinction event.
0: It's my favorite kind.
1: <laughs> the thing with the loans is, like, they'll never just let go of the... Like, they'll never just let go of the money. And so... Even if they keep kicking the can down the road into infinity to the point where like the loans are essentially forgiven because it's been so long since Mm -hmm. anyone's had to pay them. I, I don't even think at that point, like just out of pure like like stubbornness, I feel like the government just wouldn't admit that the loans were forgiven they will be like, "Ah, uh, for the two hundred and third consecutive year, we're going to be
0: <laughs> delaying these payments for the next six months." Your great, great, great grandfather's student loans still technically need to get paid back. Just so you know, we're not sure
1: when though, because things are pretty rough for the American <laughs> people right now.
0: COVID two thousand is uh, <laughs> it's running ramshackle through us. Ramshackle. I don't. What was I what trying does that to say? Mean? Rampant. Is that what I meant? Rampant. To say? There yes. it is. Listeners, <laughs> why? Uh <laughs> this week, uh, our final our final bad news story has to deal with uh friend of the pod, former president Donald Trump. He had himself quite a but week.
1: Friend of the pod.
0: Well, you know, keep your friends close, keep your fake friends, fake friend, fake friend.
1: Uh <laughs> frenemy of the pod.
0: Frenemy of the podcast, Donald J. Trump. Thank you. He had himself quite a week. Uh, first of all, he was doing a onstage appearance with Bill O'Reilly, and they started talking about their vaccination status. And Trump Trump's a big fan of the vaccines, which is like the least Trumpian thing about him. It's the thing his supporters hate the most is that he invented the vaccine uh, personally. And so he, you know, I'm I'm kidding, but like the vaccine it happened as you know partially because of the actions he took with like the fucking project warp speed or whatever so like it's it's the one thing about th- that came from his presidency that it's like really hard to deny is an objectively good thing so he's like, he can't let go of this, even though people Marla hate Marla and
1: I both look so fucking dubious right now. <laughs> we were just having like a con. We were waiting for gravy to vote on who looked more dubious <laughs> while you were saying that.
0: Well, here's what I'm saying is that like Donald Trump isn't going to not take credit for this. He's He can't stop bragging about it because like, I don't know, it's a good thing. He but can't it, stop bragging a-
2: about anything. It took Joe Biden fucking up COVID recovery for him to say that, to realize it personally and to say that out loud. Because, I mean, if he were president still, if if Trump were still president, I don't think he would be on, you know, the the pro-vaccine circuit. Well, he's not... Whatever he's doing.
0: He's anti-mandates. Like, he's not against force... Or he's not for forcing people to get the vaccine, but he is for, like... Look at this great thing I did. This is great. Uh, so yeah, even just
2: regarding this- it as a good mm-hmm. thing, like he wouldn't, he he wouldn't be doing that if he were still president. He yeah. only does it as like an, uh in order to take like an opposing stance against Biden or to like talk down on Biden or to talk about how Biden's fucking it up.
0: Well, when he was given this uh, this doing this appearance with Bill O'Reilly and he started talking about the vaccine, the the crowd booed him which like As Donald, they should. Donald Trump doesn't get booed by a lot of pro Trump crowds, but like the people are not into this. And so apparently Bill O'Reilly had to console Trump after this after he got booed, which is, you know, objectively funny. So later this week, uh Donald Trump did an interview with Candace Owens where he was continuing to push back against this anti-vaccine Uh, narrative. So Candace Owens, big time anti-vaxxer. And so she was doing this whole like, well, you know, Donald, uh, more people have died this year under Joe Biden now that we have the vaccine than died last year when we didn't have the vaccine. And Donald Trump, he was like, the people that died were the ones that didn't get the vaccine. Like if you get the vaccine, you're less likely to die. And so like, like really coming through with the uh i don't know i mean it's like the bar is in hell the bar is very low but like still he's pushing back he's sticking to his guns
1: yeah but is that just like a fucking even a broken clock is right twice a day moment like i don't
0: again if if this vaccine wouldn't have been created under his rule i don't think he would be doing this at all but But i think
2: i think trump is more like what trump is saying i think is more is is more representative of of like a significant faction of like the conservative um you know the the Republicans than what Candace Owens is saying because I feel like all these people that are on this like anti-vax propaganda, it's not a genuine belief. All these people who are anti-vax, I guarantee you Candace Owens is vaccinated. Yeah. Just like Tucker Carlson's vaccinated, just like all the talking heads on Fox News are vaccinated. It's just a media career. These aren't sincere beliefs that they're telling us they're not they're not telling us what's in their hearts. They're telling us whatever is going to, you know, stoke engagement for them and, and, you know, keep their hooks into this particular section of of the Republican Party. Like, I I think what Trump is saying is more representative of what conservatives, at least of his generation, think than than I think other media personalities are leading on. I think Mm -hmm. Trump's on to something, you know, broken clock twice a day.
0: Um, so later that week, Candace Owens uh oh wait, no, during this interview, (laughs) there was also this moment that was like really, really funny where Candace Owens or uh, Trump was saying, Well, like, I don't like the masks, like when the kids like kids in school wearing masks, and Candace Owens was like trying to make some weird ass point where she was like, It's like China. I've been to China, which is it's just fucking weird. Uh people in China wear masks because of pollution like it has like like previous or prior to covid being a thing like that the masks were very different or worn for very different reasons so like equating them it's just like tell me you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about but so she makes this point where she's like yeah it's like china and trump's like well it's funny because china china's education system is a hell of a lot better than ours it's like yeah that's right (laughs) I mean, again he's blo- broken clock right twice a day but like i don't think i don't think conservatives like it whenever you can like objectively point out the things china does better than us so it's funny that donald trump did it
1: i mean here's the thing is so much of what he said all along was like it, they latched onto it because it struck a chord with them mm-hmm. but like it, he was not necessarily saying it like for them he was just saying stuff that's like like he is a person who i feel like is frequently just like fucking saying stuff yeah and what's in fear what was always infuriating to me about his his followers or his supporters was like the people who were like he says what he thinks um i those people okay i could understand but the people who like aligned with him because of because when he said what he thought it was something incredibly shitty like those are the people that are disappointed right now Mm -hmm. the people who were like oh trump is fucking refreshing or whatever they thought because he just says what he thinks and he's like you know talks out of talks out of pocket and like isn't scripted etc like This checks out for those people, but for the people who were just like excited about him saying shitty things, they're the ones who can't stomach what he's saying now about like the vaccine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Candace Owens, she followed up later in the week uh, when she said Trump only supports the vaccines because he is too old to use the Internet. (laughs) This is a quote from Candace Owens. People often forget that, like, how old Trump is. He comes from a generation, I've seen other people that are older, have the exact same perspective. Like, they came from a time before TV, before internet, before being able to conduct their independent research. And everything they read in a newspaper that was pitched to them, they believed that that was reality.
2: I don't... (laughs) Are Candace Owens listeners not closer to the trump's age than hers yeah. is she not speaking to trump's generation i'm so confused
0: also in what fucking world do you think that donald trump reads newspapers <laughs> and
1: also in what fucking world does the twitter president not have uh, have internet act like what
2: look so he's online trump's online but he doesn't read because i can relate to that I can relate to being online all day and learning absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and like the fact that Trump had such a tremendous and not tremendous in terms of quality, but in terms of quantity, but such a tremendous output on the internet Mm -hmm. leads me to believe he, he couldn't have been absorbing much.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like this whole, like, uh, you know, he doesn't know how to do his research. It's like, yeah, but, like, you just say whatever you feel and then, like, tell people that that's the reality. Like, you're you're not doing anything objective either. Like, it's just, it's funny that she said that he's too old for the internet.
1: I'm too old for the internet.
0: I am too old for this podcast. Before we wrap things up, though, we do have some good news. There's, there's some actual, genuinely good shit happened this week. Uh, first of all, uh, we saw Chile elected a millennial, um, like, leftist fucking... Uh, uh president so that's exciting you know it makes me worry because there's a couple countries now that in south america and central america that have like elected leftist people in the last year and you know like we were talking about the fucking cold war shit i don't it makes me worry that our government's going to do some fuck shit down there but i don't know it's it's exciting to see that there's people that are like you know, starting to push back on all these fucking regimes that we the CIA put in place in the eighties and shit. So I don't know. Good news. Uh congratulations. I should have wrote his name down. That would have made this whole segment come together. Uh <laughs> well, Gabriel Boric,
2: Boric, I think is how you pronounce his okay. name. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was picturing it, but I'd never tried to say it and I'm like
1: Or it's Gabriel B. Orich. Unclear. Oh, Unclear. No. <laughs>
2: I'm going I'm going I'm going with Boric.
1: I was just making- I think it's you it's Ukrainian, right? Oh, I no.
0: Was- <laughs> Is Russia amassing troops? Never mind. I was uh- just <laughs>
1: making fun of Andrew for when he uh, called Amber C. Rollo. Amber Rolo. Yeah.
0: OK,
2: I would have made that mistake, too. I wasn't going to say that earlier, but if it makes you feel better,
0: it does. It does. Thank you. And then finally, um, this week the striking Kellogg's workers uh reached a tentative deal and uh they're gonna be ratifying a new contract. Or maybe they already did ratify it, but uh they fucking won. They beat the scabs.
1: Love it. Love to see it. Yeah. I love a I love a good proletariat. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think Kellogg's was starting to bend from the pressure because the people they the replacement workers they hired were doing a terrible job. Like so many people posted like fucked up pop tarts and like (laughs) bugs in their rice Krispies and shit. no, not the
1: pop tarts.
2: What if, what if those, what if the scabs were actually like, like, like people sabotaging from the inside just like random yeah i was just thinking that things up from the inside
1: like when kellogg's was like we're hiring so many people were they just like let's just fucking rob kellogg's blind let's all take <laughs> these jobs
2: it's let's- like the communists who worked the bloomberg campaign in early 2020
0: yeah. see look i have never really known what to do with my life but i am a terrible employee, so I think I would genuinely be fit for this position to sabotage companies hiring scabs from the inside.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I wouldn't even have to try to sabotage, I just do my best. And even if fuck we weren't on up.
1: strike, I think I could sabotage a company from the inside. <laughs> I mean, I, I've done it.
0: Same, um, so yeah, congratulations to the Kellogg's workers and uh, fuck it start a union, uh, kill your boss. Uh, <laughs> Marla thank you so much for coming on this was really fun it was nice to hang out with you for the day
2: yeah this was a good time um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to add some southern flavor to this very Yankee podcast no offense <laughs> love y'all
0: we love you too um, where would you like people to find you do you want to plug anything uh, unfortunately I'm on Twitter and also on Substack
2: my Twitter is at Pearl Peach and my Substack is my name marla cruz that's c r u z substack.com. uh i'm just you know your average sex worker advocating for decriminalization of sex work and talking about socialist politics and i also bake a lot so if you like to see pictures of cookies and pies you can follow me on twitter for that
0: Ooh.
2: but i had a great time here this was a lot of fun hell yeah i haven't done i haven't done a little podcast in a minute so this was nice thank was nice you all for having me
0: you're welcome. Um, Deanna, do you have anything to plug?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I'm in the same place doing the same shit. You know, find I... me on Twitter, I guess, at D D D Deanna. That's Deanna with four Ds. <laughs> That's it. Fuck That's yeah. what I got.
0: And of course, follow the podcast at Worst Week Yet. Go to Patreon.com/Worst Week Yet. You can get a bonus episode almost every week for the low, low cost of two fifty to five to ten dollars a month. And more important than all of that, um, thank you. We love you. G- goodbye.